Hello, everyone. Well, the technical difficulties that plagued me during this podcast almost made me lose my Christianity, which is what Mummy Me used to say. There's a dainty cloud of profanity that still hangs over the house as I say this sentence. But all I'm going to do is ask you to extend a heaping serving of grace to this episode. Do I own a microphone and a professional equipment board thingy? Yes, I do, even though I don't know the name of it. Does it sound like my first time podcasting? Indeed it does. Was everyone and everything, including my migraine, against me while editing this bad boy? You betcha. And did I have to start completely over after two hours of work because I could not hear the audio for some unknown reason? Of course I did. But that doesn't stop me and some guy in Austin from trudging on, providing you with nothing but the answers to life-altering questions. For example, is Smoke Show a compliment or does it have misogynistic undertones? Remember when Gwyneth Paltrow and that guy from Coldplay decided to consciously uncouple? I'd like to officially coin the phrase consciously unvibe for this season. And will Demi actually murder Tia in her sleep? My bet is yes, because Demi has trouble hiding her crazy. Can't get amen. Hey everyone, I'm Lindsay and welcome to the I Hate Green Beans podcast. During each episode, I'll be discussing television, movies, music, and books with friends who love pop culture as much as I do. For those of you wondering, yes, we will be talking about the Bachelor franchise. And no, I do not want to try your grandmother's famous green bean casserole recipe. But thanks for offering. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. It's episode 231 of the I Hate Green Beans podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay. I'm here with some guy in Austin, and we're talking week three of Bachelor in Paradise. That's four hours of fun in the sun. And I think this week we actually got some great TV. Would you agree with that statement? Um, Yeah, I mean, it's hard to go for four hours and not have one or two moments of uh, TV brilliance. Yeah, they do it. Mm -hmm. Yes, I thought uh, the second episode was better than the first one this week. Yeah, we had a lot leading in on the first episode and just sort of all hell breaking loose on the second episode, which is personally my favorite. Uh, A lot of people breaking up, a lot of new people coming in and shaking the boggle box, which I love. But I think that a lot of people broke up because for the first time, even Wells mentioned it in episode one, everybody's getting together straight off the bat, which usually Bachelor in Paradise isn't that way. It's usually... Hey, you want to get my rose? I'll give you your rose. Hey. And they're just sort of playing the game and knowing who do we want to kick off the island because they're annoying. It didn't happen that way this time. They're really saying, I'm using air quotes, that they're, you know, finding something with each other and vibing with each other. And, you know, something's there. And so I think it was a big deal that so many of the relationships just blew up. Yeah, it was it was one of those deals where I think um, the people who did that, like you said, just kind of got together uh, and hooked up right away, um, either realized that that was a really bad idea or they were uh, enthralled by somebody else coming down the stairs. Exactly right. Well, let's start with uh, one of the breakups. I guess we could say two breakups, two and a half breakups. Very exciting. Is it a breakup, though? <laughs> um, unvibing? I mean, Should we call the, it that? Yeah, the, the glue is not even dry on the... On the <laughs> You know, I mean, it's sort of like, you know, it's kind of like when you, 
when you when you, you put some glue on a, like a chair or something, you come back two hours later and you move it, and it just you know the glue is still slimy. Okay. Kind of what I feel like. I feel like no one never really sort of solidified their relationship here. It was just well, it's not this tenuous thing. Yeah. But I guess you know, breakup would be for purposes of our podcast sure. here. Um, I think that that's a good way to characterize it. Yes, and we can we can introduce the phrase unvibing like yes. Gwyneth yeah, Paltrow I, uncoupled yeah, with maybe, that guy from Coldplay. So yeah, maybe a conscious unvibing. A conscious unvibing is exactly what happened. Yeah. Yes, we're going to make that happen too. Conscious and vibing. Okay. First of all, Chris from Claire Season. And right now you're going, wait, who? Exactly. Not <laughs> I don't know who it was. Hey, were you not getting, were you not getting a Lance Bass vibe when that guy, I, I thought that was maybe Lance Bass's husband. No. And I'm not kidding. Like, I thought maybe that that was the guy married to Lance Bass. No, it's not the guy that was married to Lance Bass. It's the guy who didn't get a rose. Maybe the second week of Claire's season, he, he admitted it. He said, yeah, I was on there for a hot second and not anymore. And then Chasen, you will remember Chasen from Claire slash Tasha's season. I believe he stayed on for the smoke show comment. And First of all, I, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> that was very controversial in the world that – Calling a woman a smoke show, are you offended by that, or do you think it's a compliment? What are your thoughts? Well, it's it's, it's certainly intended as a compliment, but I, I think offended is a tough word. I just think it's stupid. Oh, okay. Like, I, I, why would you – I would never – that's like game face. You know, like when, when, when people use the phrase, get, get your game face on, <laughs> I, I think it's dumb. I don't, what does that even mean? And I get smoke show, she's smoking hot or whatever, but it's just so – Fratish, you know. Okay. And, well, it, yeah, that that's him completely, frat boy. Yeah. And Chasen reminds me. I told you, I still get that kind of, kind of a dirty um, Val Kilmer vibe. He's mm. like a less lesser version of Val Kilmer. Okay. Well, both smoke shows, I guess. He, yes. we, Serena lets us know that anyone who doesn't want to be called a smoke show is lying to themselves. Every no, woman would want to be everyone. called a smoke show. And you know what? I have I have some notes here. Actually, I really don't, but I had what? a mental note. <laughs> I was about to yeah. say. <laughs> as, as I often point out on this podcast, you're a woman. <laughs> yeah. Um, let me ask you, um, how would you feel uh, if you were characterized as a smoke show? Love it. <laughs> I would. <laughs> But, but you remember like when Lenny and Squiggy on uh, no, still used to do that thing where Lenny used to like bite his hand and Squiggy used to like kiss the air when, when a mm-hmm. hot woman walked by. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I feel like the smoke show thing is. It's just, it's like, it's equivalent to like whistling at a woman as she walks by a construction site. Or bringing it into the nineties when Austin, no, not Austin Powers, when what's their name from Saturday Night Live Garth and yeah, what's yeah, his yeah, name yeah. said Schwing. Uh, Wayne and Garth. Wayne yeah. and Garth said Schwing. Same yeah. thing. Anyway, it, it's surprising to me that you would consent to uh, being characterized as a smoke show, but I, I guess you know, to, to our earlier point, the intent is is to compliment, and I guess if you can look past the stupidity of the whole thing, it you know, at the end of the day, you take it where you can get it, right? That's exactly right. That's yeah, okay. my philosophy for sure. Yeah. And we learned another phrase besides conscious unvibing yeah. we heard 
We're just looking to see who's booed up. Yeah. How are you feeling about booed up? Is it, I always, for some reason, I think of Beyonce when I hear that. Is that like a Destiny's Child thing or is that a Beyonce thing? (laughs) Didn't she start that whole boo thing? I don't know who started the whole boo thing. That's going to be exciting to research later. But yes, your boo is your boyfriend or girlfriend. It wasn't Chase Rice. It was not Chase Rice. Who, Who, by the way, by the way, I shared some news with you. Mm -hmm. Um, Chase Rice apparently now has been linked to the um, newly single Kristen Cavallari. Yes, I think I think they'll be happy together. Um, (laughs) I I hope so. I, I just hope. Um, Dan and Shay are okay with that. <laughs> Dan plus Shay, get the name right. <laughs> I will also tell you this, speaking of country music artists, that no less than 500 people messaged me about how What's-Her-Name Victoria is not dating Jed the dog food jingle guy. Rain or shine, kind of love like nothing you've seen before. Your dog really does Serve the best. Go pick them up some better balls. Oh, so yeah. that was that was that was uh, false information. That was that was like, fake news. <laughs> <laughs> I was the one who started that rumor, so I, I apologize. Mm. I, I took advantage well, of your trust in me. It spread like wildfire, so it's oh, great. Okay. That's but so I'm just gonna have to. What I'm saying is, somebody's gonna have to look up and see who coined the boo phrase and if it was Beyonce. I think it's Beyonce. Let's just say it is. <laughs> it's either her or Taylor Swift. Yeah. Oh, anyway, so Chasen and Chris, I keep forgetting his name, bless it. They go down and decide that they're smoke bros looking for their smoke shows. Yeah. And Chris hones in on Yesenia, Jessenia, Jessenia. I'm not sure how to properly pronounce her name because everyone says it different and I listen for it. And she has yet to say her own name. Yeah. But she responds to anything. I mean, it's like me, Lindsay, Lindsay, Lacey, Leslie. I'll just answer. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I have a very difficult, uh, well, seemingly difficult last name and uh, <laughs> it gets butchered on a daily basis. So I, I can definitely empathize with Yesenia, I believe. Yes. As you recall, she is booed up with Ivan, yet Chris comes in and they have a, Chris and Chasen have a double date card. So Chris goes after Yajasinia and she accepts. And then Chasen goes after Deandra, who is technically booed up with Carl with a K. I'm not saying anything has happened. And she says yes to him. And so they go off on a double date to blow on each other and sit in karma sutra positions with their clothes on. How do you yeah. feel about that date? Well, they were all really way too comfortable <laughs> with that date. Let's just put it that way. And side by side. Yeah, it was just, it was super weird. Mm. And, um, you know, you got your standard flute playing weirdo that hangs out at a resort and bilks people for money um, running the whole date. Um, but the the best again was the juxtaposition of Ivan saying, "Well, I don't think she's going to have a good time with with Chasen," and you know, of course, they're she's being contorted into positions <laughs> that she hasn't been in since her diaper was changed when she was a toddler. <laughs> Very graphic. Thank you. Yeah. Well. 
I, I just had a problem with them being side by side. So the girls are laying down on their backs with their eyes closed and the boys are just supposed to blow on their skin. And that to, I, I, to me, I thought, is that a thing? It is in Mexico. I mean, think about it. It's freaking hot. It probably would feel good to have anybody <laughs> blow on your neck. It looks so miserably hot there. And I'm, uh, you know, you and I both, I mean, I grew up in Houston. You grew up in East Texas. I mean, I'm used to the 98% humidity where you walk out of your house at, you know, 11 o'clock at night. And it's still 92 degrees. Yeah. Um, but it looks miserable there. It doesn't look like there's any real place for them to get into the air conditioning unless they get that date card. Right. Um, and they finally get to go to some, you know, warehouse with pinatas in it or something. <laughs> air conditioning that's right yeah. well later on they come back to the beach and it's nighttime so the the party is going on and wells is manning the bar and carl grabs deandra and takes her over and he says i got you something and it's some sort of bracelet and then well that had happened earlier and then chasen comes over and says hey i got you something and it was a necklace and so Carl feels like he's been one-upped by Chasen's you, necklace. That was the stupidest conversation. Oh, damn. I mean. And was, as a result, at the rose ceremony, Yesenia picks Chris to give her rose to. and Because, you know, the women are in power. And so poor Ivan is just standing there. And then Deandra gives her rose not to Chasen, not to Carl, but to Ivan, and yeah. I think that was her just saying, y'all are dumb. I, I, I don't want either of you here. And both of them have to go home as a result. Thanks for the gifts. <laughs> um, she, um, she did give Carl his bracelet back, which she I did. thought was, I she mean, did. talk about humiliating. And then the guy gets sent home. Yeah. Brutal. That's yeah. very brutal. And if you notice, too, at the rose ceremony, she didn't have the necklace on that Chasen right. had given her. And which was so funny because Carl com complimented her necklace and said, Oh, that's pretty. It matches the bracelet I gave you. And she's trying to be cool about it and go, thanks. And where'd you get it? How, what? Who? And he, she's like, Chasen gave it to me. And so then that starts a fight, a verbal argument on the beach. And I think Deandra just rolled her eyes at it and said, whatever. Yeah, she, was over she was over it. Which uh, she, she was over it before the second gift was presented to her. Um, and if you look, you remember Chasen was standing like three feet away from Carl while he was giving uh, Deandra the bracelet. Yeah. And uh, she was like, Oh, thank you so much. It's so thoughtful. You know, and you're just like, well, I, if anyone can't pick up on that cue, yeah. Um, he probably gets what he deserves. Yeah. And he, Chasen kept trying to, deal Deandra away he's trying to play bachelor and it didn't work but on the flip side of that in the exact opposite way we have Thomas and Tammy making out with each other in a mounting straddling on the bed situation yeah. in front of the entire cast but most importantly Aaron who is maybe right there 50 yards away let me tell we, you what that was tell me tell me what that was that was Tammy saying, you know what? I'm really attracted to Thomas and I don't care. I'm going for it. Okay. I mean, she, there's no other explanation for that. And she was completely unapologetic about it as was Thomas. Yeah. And uh, Aaron just, you know, God, he didn't do himself any favors. Like everyone feels sorry for me and I'm humiliated. Like, well, you're not really helping your cause 
right now, pal. <laughs> um, I wanted them to get in a fist fight, but they didn't. I, I didn't. I just I thought I thought that uh, Tammy Tammy knew it was going to happen, and she made it pretty clear to Aaron that he wasn't going to get the rose. And um, look, I, I still haven't decided if Thomas is a first class chotch or not. Um, he is. I don't understand well, why you need more just, evidence. I'm, I'm splitting the difference. I, oh, I think God. that he's. Um, he's overly confident, but I think that, uh, you know, he might be sincere, you know, who knows? And Tammy is, uh, I think I told you, or I mentioned this last week, you know, she's got her head on straight. She's not super flighty or anything. She's mm -hmm. perfectly capable of making her own decisions. In, in Thomas's defense though, I will say that that was all Tammy. She oh, yeah. asked to speak with Thomas. She said, let's go over here to this bed he was being complete gentleman and then she's the one that gets on top of him and embraces him and sticks her tongue down his throat yeah. and he keeps saying jokingly you're the villain you're the villain and she's going i'm not the villain and well, we, aaron is just witnessing it all well you know yeah. look the the you're, you're absolutely correct and even thomas when when they're quote unquote arguing on the beach aaron really doesn't have any branches to grab onto he's no. just like well you, you know, she, you were making out with her, and he's like, "Well, she's a hot girl that came on to me. What do you want me to do?" Mm. Um, yeah, which I thought was a pretty reasonable explanation. I get that too. I think I I do wish that Aaron had calmed down a bit and and been just as irritated with Tammy as he was with because whenever she pulls him aside, she's he's doing the whiny thing that you said, and then she's apologizing, then kind of cries about it, like. Hey, when it hurt his feelings but then she continues to make out with Thomas the entire night here's what my question is why does she leave Aaron this is going to sound super tacky but it's what par paradise is all about who feels very safe Thomas is one a lot of people are after and maybe she just wanted to be on that list of people who had made out with Thomas but you would think if she gets with Thomas the next woman down those cobblestone steps is obviously going to like Thomas because they all do. And she's going to ask him on a date because they all do. And then yeah. Tammy's going to be left in the, you know, by herself because Aaron will have moved on or been kicked off by then. And Let she's not going to have Thomas. Let me answer your question. The, the reason she did that is the same reason that Allie chose a, um, out of work guy in the lumber yard over lawn. What's his face? <laughs> In the notebook. I did not know where you were going. Okay. Okay. Just just unpack that a little bit for me. Okay, I'm on the notebook now. That's why Allie chose Noah instead of Lon Hammond. That's right. Okay, what? Say it what? Because it's, it's it's dangerous. There's an attraction there, you know. It's the same reason why rock stars, you know, get women at the the, the front front end of their career when Women have other options, you know. It's just that whole bad boy thing, and she, she wants to, you know, whatever. Okay, all right, it's not, all right. It's not, rash, it's not a rational decision. It's it's it's. I'm attracted here. He's super shiny, and he's six six, and uh, I'm gonna go okay. see what happens. Well, what happens is Becca Cuffrin, as in Bachelorette from 2018, who is now in her 30s comes down the steps right before the rose ceremony and did all you, heads just go and yeah. look at her. Did you, I mean, I thought she might as well have been, it might as well have been her coronation. For yeah. God's royalty. Sake. <laughs> yeah. 
And then looking at her like she's like hyper special. I'm like, is she just some, you know, a, this is just another 30 year old that got dumped a couple times. Like what, what's so special about her? Well, she's the bachelorette. She could have any man she wants. I'm like, no, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> that, that happened one time and she didn't. So I think that she does just come in with this confidence that is way different and more mature than a demi confidence. I wouldn't call it confidence. No? She seemed a little embarrassed when she was standing in front of everyone and they're all, you know, drooling and, um, you know, admiring her and, you know, throwing roses and um, genuflecting. (laughs) And so that seemed a little awkward. It's sort of like a a grocery store Joe moment. Like, what am I doing here? I got that vibe. No, I did not. Uh -uh. She knows exactly where she is. And this is, I mean, she said it. She said, I'm here to have fun and I'm single and the timing is right. And I said, let's do damn thing. She didn't well, say that, but that is her catchphrase. Right. But the, the reason she said that was, I, I got the impression is because, you know, it was more of a why not thing. Like, I, do you honestly think she's there thinking she's going to fall in love with some 25 year old? No, she's there to promote her podcast for sure. Right, Make money. And that, mm-hmm. that, that's, that's my point is that she, she, she's not going to get tied up at, at least I would think in, all the petty stuff. Well, she's going to be there and she's going to do her time and leave. Yeah. I think we're saying the same thing. Yeah. Maybe confidence is not the right word, but she's definitely does not care about anything. And it's about just self-awareness. Going, maybe so. Maybe yeah. so. So much so that all the boys who don't have roses run or don't have secure roses like James and Aaron now and um, Connor and Carl and all these, Ivan even, they all come sniffing around, and Aaron does the best job of saying, I've had a crush on you. You were one of my favorite bachelorettes. Uh, I think that that was a smart thing to say really? in the moment. In the moment, remember, to secure a rose. Yes. Do you remember I think her first question? Do you remember her first question? How old are you? Yes. <laughs> yeah. And when he said 26, she went, aww. Yeah. Uh-huh. So she, she couldn't care less, but what he did was made her laugh. Yeah, Carl. Carl read her palm, and that's right. just weird. I thought mm-hmm. Ivan had a shot there for a minute, but I bet—I don't know. I, she probably if Deandra hadn't given her rose to Ivan, maybe Becca would have given her rose to Ivan because right. Becca went last. She was going to give it to the first person that either made her laugh or just chummed up with her. Yeah, yeah, and deserved to be there because Carl certainly didn't. Chasen certainly didn't, you know. Carl seems to me to be one of the most unlikable, but not, not, um, uh, he's not like Juan Pablo, you know, like you just can't stand him. He's just not a likable guy. Right. Um, he's not a guy's guy. He's not good with the ladies. Um, I just, I don't know what, I'd I'd be curious to see what Carl's friend group looks like back in his hometown. Yes. Do you feel motivated by him? (laughs) I mean, would you pay money to have him teach you how to motivate people? I felt motivated to watch him get in the van. (laughs) I did too. Yeah. No karate this week though. So that's good. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. Let's talk about Mari and Kenny part one. And, and and Demi is in there too. And then we have a part two of this story. Here's... I have some very strong opinions on this. Okay, I'm glad because I do too. Mari and Kenny have vibed, if you will, from the very beginning. And here comes 
Chasen and Chris. And as you do, or as most people do, they start grabbing the girls just to say, hey, what's happening with you? And are you vibing with anybody? And so they pull everyone aside. Mari goes to Kenny and says, hey, if I were asked out on a date. Hypothetically. Hypothetically. <laughs> and I wanted to go. What would that do? What would that make you feel? How would that make you feel? Feel. And Kenny yeah. kind of stares at her and doesn't really understand the question. And he starts with a very good response saying, well, did he ask you on the date? Well, no. I mean, if somebody this- comes down and I wanted to go, how would that make you feel? I, first of all, I was, my perception of Kenny has completely changed from when he was, uh, you know, his shirt was open to his belly button and he was hyper tan on the first season he was Mm -hmm. on. Mm -hmm. He just seems like a super nice Midwestern guy, right? Um, Genuine. He's 40. So he's sort of above, you know, or past, I guess I should say a lot of this stuff. Um, But to your, to your point, he just looks at her like, is this a hypothetical or not? You know, right. like, what are you, what are you asking me? Right. And she really couldn't answer other than to say, well, I think it's about time we consider, we, quote unquote, mm-hmm. consider, you know, other shiny people that come down the stairs. And his reaction to that was more than rational. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. It was all a point. It was all a point of the classic have your cake and eat it too. That's right. It's very much. He kept saying, but did he, he, I think they were speaking about Chasen. Did he ask you that? Well, no, but I was just saying, if anybody in the future, if somebody comes down and, you know, I want, I want to keep my options open and pursue that, but I'm not saying it's going to happen. And so he, he finally got to the point of, so you're just wanting to do this until somebody else comes along that's better. And then you're going to say, hey, I want to explore because that's what The Bachelor's all about. And they ended in a spot of him saying, well, if that's what you want to do, then yeah. that's what you want to do. God bless you. Yeah, that's a, sure. That's what paradise is all about. Now, I think he re- that was, that slightly shocked him, but yes. he got over it qu- pretty quickly. Why? Because Mari was dumb enough to relay this conversation to a bunch of girls who included Demi. So mm-hmm. what's the first thing Demi did? She runs and grabs Kenny, and then she essentially says, you like to be naked, I like to be naked, let's be naked together. Yeah. So, you know, Mari positions it as like, uh, you know, what if a a really good-looking guy, you know, 15 years younger than you came down the stairs uh, and hypothetically has a real job and asked me on a date, would you be upset if I went? Yeah. He processes it it and gives her exactly what she asked for, right? his blessing. I don't like it, but I understand. And then proceeds to um, open himself up to the same thing she just asked him for. Mm -hmm. And she's not happy about it. No, she's not. Demi later, everybody's gathered around playing this never have I ever game or some sort of game that's trashy. And Demi comes down and she has this cake and she no doubt she baked that. Oh yeah. She baked that cake herself. Yeah. And she says that Kenny celebrated a very big birthday in quarantine. And so he didn't get a big party and I have this cake and she gives it to the people, but then she wants him to come see something. 
and it's pinatas and a birthday no, sign that says happy 40th and she gives him a stick and he breaks the pinata and condoms fall out yeah i think we all really know what she wanted him to see at that point yes she did and she showed him yeah. hers he showed her his for yeah. sure because then they take a trip into the boom boom room which is an unfortunate name but that is what it is and Mari gets mad and throws that cake into the fire and the yeah. best reaction was Riley going man because he wanted to eat it yeah um <laughs> it was <laughs> I, I don't even know where to start so um, Dem Demi proved to be, you could see some cracks in the, uh, in the, in the facade this week when, when, um, Kenny agrees to go on a date with Tia. Yes. Um, let's get to that point. Yeah. She was very, very uncomfortable, but to, to your, I think what the point you're going to make is Tia, when he told her that they'd been to the quote, boom, boom room, I can't even believe we're saying that, um, how about gonna find my baby gonna hold her tight gonna grab some afternoon delight my motto's always been when it's right it's right why wait until the middle of a cold dark night when everything's a little clearer in the light of day and we know the night is always gonna be there anyway no <laughs> No, we cannot go with that. The skank sky rockets in flight. Afternoon delight. You guys have it, I think. Afternoon delight. No. Moving on. No. How did those just pop into your head? Anyway, so, but but he tells. Kenny tells Tia that he slept with her and Tia's reaction was great. She just goes, he said, well, you weren't here two days ago when it happened. Um, and she laughs and she says, are you crazy? Women get really upset about mm -hmm. that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and it's true. Demi's like what? 24, 23, something yeah, like that. Very young. And uh, she thinks, and it's clear later on when she whispers in his ear in the previews, do you want to go to the boom boom room right now? Yeah that she's used to using that kind of behavior to get what she wants, which is, you know, sad. manipulative and sad at the mm -hmm. same time. Mm -hmm. um, but Kenny's not falling for it at that point. He's really attracted to Tia. Tia arrives on the beach and is sort of a breath of fresh air, which is interesting because Becca had previously arrived. So Tia is a different feel from all of that. I think it's the Southern accent. I think it's the kind of giggly. She doesn't take herself too seriously. She's looking at all the guys. She really likes her time with Kenny. And then we see Joe and Kenny together. You know, the old guys. <laughs> saying, yeah. Get off my beach. Um, Joe knows Tia. Yeah. Because he's been around the block a couple of times, too. And the last time he was in Paradise, I believe she was in Paradise when she's trying to date Colton. And, of course, that didn't work out. And she was very funny about that, too. And, you know, love him. But it was about him and not about me, obviously. Yeah. And and they Joe says I to Kenny I see y'all as a better match than Demi, but yeah. there's some things you're gonna have to face or take care of or figure out, and that's exactly what he meant yeah. that he, he had already that. slept with Demi, yeah, and that's gonna be a, a wrath and everybody's scared of Demi and that's also sad to me, but but Tia 
really clicked with Kenny. I don't know if it's because they had to go naked on a beach and play volleyball, which was very odd and weird and unnecessary. But well, you're right. She said, I, you know, I don't, I, I don't know how this is going to play out because it's, it's probably, there hasn't been enough time to pass for anybody to have done that yet. Two couples have. She, she said uh, she was afraid that Demi was going to quote murder her in her sleep, which I thought was really funny. Mm, yes. Um, but Kenny, the funny part, Kenny just laughed, you know, you could tell they had a real connection, right? Oh, yeah. he, he just laughed and he goes, no one's getting murdered. <laughs> that yeah. was really funny. And uh, then they, they go back to Demi and she's got kind of those crazy eyes. Like I'm mm. so much more fun than her. I'm better, you know, just seeking this sort of re yeah. uh, reinforcement, this validation from everybody else. I also wanted to point out, the, a very funny part whenever Tia comes to ask Kenny on the date and Demi is just shocked and they leave and Mario goes, that's payback like that <laughs> because we didn't yeah. even mention the fact that Kenny then has to go to Demi and he does the exact same conversation. He has the exact same conversation that Mari had with him. Hypothetically, if Tia were to ask me out because she hadn't yet, and I wanted to go. How would that make you feel? What would you do? And she kept going, well, I wouldn't like it. I wouldn't want you to go. I can't stop you. And and that's her being a little, I don't know. It, she just had this conversation with Mari saying, this is the bachelor in paradise. This is what you're supposed to do. You switch around and try people on, see if they fit. And so whenever it's somebody in her position you know, what are you going to do? So the the problem with this right now is that the guys have the roses. Yep. And so if this coming week, so Kenny has his choice between, I would assume, Demi, Tia, and then you maybe throw Mari in there because the preview showed her saying to him it, through tears, I still have feelings for you. So yeah. it looks best- like Kenny, Kenny is the hot commodity instead of Thomas now. Yeah, the best line I thought Demi had was she said, um, "the the only thing worse than Tia's gaydar is those those shorts. denim shorts," <laughs> which is an incredible <laughs> thing to say, but incredibly funny at the same time. It really was, gosh, it really was. But I, you know, I didn't hate her shorts, but I did think that too. She, I mean, her whole point was Tia didn't even try; she threw on a yellow tank top and her. Jean yeah. cutoffs and marched down the thing. Speaking yeah. of marched, I want to talk about Joe, the grocer, and his ex, Kendall, who showed up at the very end of the episode. Looking, looking fantastic, by the way. Great. She looked so that, good. It could not have been a better outfit for her. Yeah. She looked, I mean, I, I never thought she was super attractive to begin with, but she looked fantastic. Well, I think what has happened is, Earlier Kendall was sort of like thin and bony, and this Kendall, not muscular in a CrossFit way, but she had some muscle on no, her and yeah, some abs a little bit to where she's yeah. not so skeletal yeah, she's and looked great, so you know, fit. The, the funny thing that, or that, that always that gets me is, you know, even like Mari, you remember how beautiful Mari looks when she's all done up and all mm-hmm. that? Like the sun's starting to get to them. They're not putting makeup on. They're all they're sweating. Their skin's oily. Their hair's awful. And then you know Kendall shows up, looking like she just stepped out of the you know the Barbie box on the shelf. 
and uh, it's it, that has to be just demoralized. It does. It really, really does. Because they've given up. You're so right. None of them want to do that anymore. She marches down those cobblestone steps through the sand, and all the guys just kind of meerkat up, going, "Wait, who? What's that?" And somebody says, "That's Joe's ex." And I believe it was James, Brendan, and maybe Ivan who walked towards her to introduce themselves because they were closest. And she stops and says, hey, where's Joe? She didn't even entertain talking to these boys. And they all point over to this bed where Joe is in the middle of a bunch of girls. Of course, the producers had to just say, hey, y'all go there and gather around Joe. We want to hear your conversation about how long and smooth your arms are. So random. And she walks up to him and she says, hey, butthead. And that's how it ended. Yeah. Um, do you, yeah. Do you want to go talk? And he was like, you know, let, let's do this because I know what's going to happen. Um, first of all, I don't see how that is in any way unforeseeable. In, oh, in light of, not you know, at all. Been, right. He's been on the franchise. He's been on the this show. Yeah. Um, he's seen what happened to Blake last season when he was with Kendall. I mean. Yep. So it's it's not in any way unforeseeable. I, I just have to wonder. I, I, I would question if he said he didn't expect that because it just. Yeah. And you know. they had also talked about it. He and Serena, whenever they went, they went on a date this time in some wrestling ring for some reason. And she, they that were talking weird. about their. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. They were talking about their past relationships. And she says, I'm going to call her Kendall because I know her name. And he says, yeah, right. And we yeah. dated for two years and we've been broken up for one. And their breakup was because he wanted to go to Chicago and she wanted to stay in California. So that's not like anyone cheated or, or fell out of love, but somebody just couldn't compromise. Well, and you could see the whole time, like Joe is, you know, clearly when he got there, a lot of memories came flushing back, how they met and all that, you know, he struggled the first couple of days. Uh, I didn't think Serena did herself uh, any favors when he told her, well, she was in LA and she loves her family. I'm in Chicago. I love my family. It just didn't work out. And she's like, Oh my gosh, that's so sad. Yeah. And like, uh, well, <laughs> you know, don't reinforce those feelings. <laughs> you know? But she also said, what would you do if she came to paradise? And yeah. his answer was it's over. There's, there are no feelings there. Yeah. And Kendall is not that Kendall started crying in her little pre interview yeah. saying, I still love Joe. And yeah. she's there for a reason or money or whatever. But yeah, she got emotional. Do you think that right now he would pick Kendall or Serena? I think Joe seems to me to be a pretty loyal, um, honest guy. And I think he would, his tendency would be to stick with Serena. But again, you got two years invested with someone and you broke up where there's no closure. That's a tough call. Yeah. And I think if Serena, if he does end up going back to her, I, I think you know, totally objectively looking at it, Serena would probably have to say that it's understandable. Sure. Absolutely. And he was pretty clear about it too. It wasn't like he said, I hate her. And exactly. Yeah. That was my whole point there. It wasn't a bad ending. It was just circumstantial. Um, Do you think that Kenny will choose Demi or Tia? Tia. No. I mean, look, he, Kenny hasn't said it, but he regrets sleeping with Demi. And you'll see that next week when she says, do you want to go to the boom, boom, boom right now? He's going to say, no way. And she's going to lose it. Okay. And with guys having the power, do you think that 
Thomas or Aaron would pick Tammy because there is a preview where Becca is on a date with Thomas. I think maybe. You think Tammy's know. going home? No. I, I think that's too juicy to, to not last another week. Well, if Thomas gives his rose to Becca and Aaron can give a rose to somebody, is he giving it to Tammy? Yeah, I think he's. I think really? He's, uh, okay. I think he's. Um, that's the word I'm looking for. It starts with a P. Are you being dirty right now? Yeah, I, I, just, I, I don't think Aaron's got a spine, and I think that <laughs> if if someone I was dating did that to me, it, regardless of the context, paradise or not, yeah. I would not talk to that person again. It's she had made her intentions clear. Yeah. And um, but I don't. I think he's weak, and I think he's gonna give her a rose. Okay. We also see Piper coming, so I would think Brendan would give his rose to Piper, which means Natasha is kind of floating around out there. Another thing that happened, I just wanted to point out four quick more things that happened during the episodes. Uh, Connor is gone, and you may be wondering, wait, y'all haven't mentioned Trey or Tajwan yet. Yeah, that's because they both self-eliminated. Trey first, and then Tajwan second. Trey said he's not feeling it with Tajwan. Tajwan has been yelling at the ocean and crying and having digestive problems. And so she just decides I leave, which I think is best for everyone. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to be constipated in paradise. You don't. don't. No. And and if you are, you probably should announce it to the entire Mm -mm. um, viewing Viewing audience. audience. (laughs) Exactly right. Um, the other thing was before, you know, Piper arrives next week, Tasha and Brendan have not kissed. And that's been the whole thing is that Natasha's irritated. And I heard rumors about Piper and he said, yeah, we've met, but I don't know her very well. And yet he had not kissed Natasha, which was a big deal. Then Natasha gives him a massage and he leans over in eighth grade kisses her with one little peck and she says I'll take it which is code for Brendan did not want to make out with anybody in paradise until Piper gets there right yeah it was it was it was code for if you go there two weeks before me and I watch the season back and you've made out with anybody we're gonna have a problem (laughs) true and finally, Noah and Abigail break up. What are your thoughts on that? Because the internet has a lot. She she said it. She self-sabotaged. If I've never seen, well, I say never. Um, she That is a classic example of completely overthinking an issue. Um, the, what made me laugh, though, is when, you know, the, the women are all sitting around, and that's just not a good environment for a woman with questions. You know, no. like, what do you guys think? And they just start, you know, well, what about this? What about this? I'm going to go talk to him. And I thought, oh, man, he is sitting there in peace, looking at the waves with his mimosa in hand. And she comes over and says, hey, uh, you know, let's define the relationship. And he, he's like, oh, man. And she totally self-sabotaged. I think he was completely fine with where they were at. Although next week we see that she has been a little standoffish and maybe that's his, that's what she's feeling from him is why he's reticent is because he, according to him, has been trying with her and she's just not responsive. Mm -hmm. And she keeps saying, I self-sabotage, I self-sabotage. And, you know, I guess, you know, the bigger issue is, 
the first step to uh, resolving any issue you have is admitting there's an issue. So good for her. Yeah. Um, but I feel bad for her. She seems like a nice person, but maybe it's her hearing issue or something that's sort of emotionally crippled her, made her int- a little more introverted than she needs to be. But Noah seems like a nice guy. And, you know, he seemed genuinely upset when she dropped that on him. There were a lot of people who were upset that he didn't sit up to have this conversation with her and she had to wiggle her way in that he rarely made eye contact with her the entire time that she's speaking. That was, that was a big part of it. I, I did think that I don't think that there's this love connection between them. I think that he was just saying, Hey, if I'm with Abigail this entire time, I can stay on the beach and have a good time. It'll be fine. But then Again, he has Rose this week, and so he's guaranteed another week in paradise. So is she up until that point. Yeah. I'm wondering if it's just, I don't know. I feel like it's weird that Trey is leaving and Taj is leaving, and and there's different kind of drama in paradise this year, and everybody's upset about the crabs. and <laughs> you. I feel like that where they are is not – is not a fun place to be. And that's to your point is probably part of it that we got to We have to get, have some irritation in there. We can't let it just be this true paradise. There's got to be some crabs and there has to be, well, actual crabs and well, animal. <laughs> oh, I don't even know how to say it. Animal crabs, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, Crustaceans. Not the, not the STD. <laughs> We can't make it too easy on these people. <laughs> but everybody is always so hot and everybody yeah. just looks tired. And I well, think it just weighs on them. So Becca, does mm-hmm. she find love or does she not find love? Oh, she does not find love. Yeah. Agreed. How long do you think she lasts? Uh, I think she'll last until the week before they have to find love and then she'll peace out. <laughs> Right. Yeah. I mean, just however long she's contractually obligated to be there. Do uh, do Kenny and Tia find love? Yes. I hope so. I agree. I totally agree with that. And I'm excited for both of them. Mm -hmm. Final question. Well, two questions. Number one, does uh, does our our lunky James slash Jordan, does he find love? Oh, you know, Mari gives her rose to James slash Jordan, and he is in in control now. So I would think that he's going to be able to float that to anyone who pays him any attention on rose ceremony night. Again, he's a whale shark. Yeah. Very intimidating, but harmless. Final question. (laughs) Oh, Um, I have one for you. Are you concerned about the part in his hair and the sunburn? Did you notice it? Well, yeah, and that was my that was sort of in line with um, my other question was, does his hair move um, between now and the end of paradise? No, but I feel like somebody needs to put a little dot on their finger and just boop, boop, boop all the way down his part because it's getting bad. It's going to flake, and that's gross. And any girl who's been to Mexico and done the cornrows thing can can certainly (laughs) empathize with. He and Deandra should share <laughs> hair parting secrets, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, Kenny needs a, uh, not Kenny. Uh, I see. I even, I called him a different name. Uh, <laughs> 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 say my name, say my name. No one 
love you, you ain't running game. Say my name, say my name. You acting kind of shady, ain't calling me baby. Why the sudden change? Say my name, say my name. Hey, thank y'all for listening. And thank you to some guy in Austin for suffering through four hours of debauchery just to join me on this podcast. That's a true friend, y'all. Listen up, music lovers. We have a BIP 2021 Spotify playlist that will accompany each week's recap. I'll leave a link to that in the show notes. Trust me when I say it's delightfully random. You're going to love it. If you'd like to read a week three recap of Bachelor in Paradise, head on over to I Hate Green Bean. <laughs> I Hate Green Beans. That was very East Texas, and I'm not going to edit it out because I'm too tired. For years and years and years and years of content. Remember, one of the best things you can do to support a podcast is to review the show on iTunes. It would be an honor if you headed over there and left us your thoughts. Make sure to follow me on all the socials. You can find me at Lindsay on Twitter and at Lindsay Ray on Instagram and Facebook. And don't forget to check out my real books, Why I Hate Green Beans, and It's a Love Story. You can find them wherever books are sold. Y'all stay safe, have courage, and be kind out there. And tour together again. Love you, mean it. Texas forever. I love you.